coming up on One Day at a Time. And I'm looking at the ring and I'm saying to myself, I literally just committed to getting married to somebody that judges me, that confuses me, that doesn't know me, that tries to control me, that made me throw out a lot of the things that I loved and cherished, that made me feel guilty about moving, that doesn't inspire me, that doesn't take care of me, that doesn't support my dreams and aspirations. And then I had this overwhelming thought in that moment, which was that I had diminished myself so small just to make this person, this toxic person, big. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Karina F. Daves. As a life coach, I love helping moms achieve their goals with grace. And what that means is that I love working with women and trying to figure out who the heck you were before you invested in all of these roles. Your roles as a mom, as a wife, as an entrepreneur in your nine to five job. Who the heck were you and where exactly did you freaking lose yourself? I love resurrecting the side of you that is just meant to shine because come on now, you were made for more. And listen, mama, if you're interested in a life coach and getting your life back, figuring out who you are at your core, if you're ready to learn how to create some boundaries from the toxic people that you need to create some distance from or completely disconnect, or even just creating boundaries with habits that no longer are serving you, you're just ready to get your freaking life back and live it to the fullest, then head over to my website and apply for us to work together through my private one-on-one coaching program. I cannot wait to hear from you. I can't wait to hear from you because at the end of the day, our shared experiences, our shared testimonies is what's really going to elevate and propel each other in our communities. This podcast, these blogs, these squares on Instagram that you see, they're all intended to build community and serve you. I could care less about the numbers. What I care about is providing value and building up women like you. Before we get started, if you're not following me on Instagram yet, head over to my handle at Karina F. Daves or on TikTok, also at Karina F. Daves. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure you subscribe to it, leave me a review and share it with all of your amigos. Do whatever you want with it, but know that this podcast is specifically made for you, for you to feel seen, for you to feel heard. It's all for you, mama. Te quiero con todo mi corazón. Hola, hermana. ¿Cómo estás? My name's Karina F. Daves. I'm a life coach and the podcast host of One Day at a Time. And today we're going to talk about my first toxic relationship. I'm going to spill all of the beans. I'm going to spill all of the tea on my very first and last toxic relationship. I want to give you an insight on how it went, how it went down, how it ended. I'm going to give it all. Are you ready? (laughs) All right, listen, if you are not subscribed to my podcast, please head over to Apple iTunes, to Spotify, and make sure you subscribe, share with all of your amigos to one day at a time. I'm so grateful that the Lord has allowed us another week to be on this earth, and I'm so grateful that you're here. All right, listen, all of my podcast episodes 
uh, we thrive. We, and by we, I just mean me. We thrive to make it under 30 minutes because ain't not, nobody got time for that. Are you ready for the tea? Let me see it in the comments. Are you ready for the tea? Give me a teacup. Go get your glass of wine. Go get your tea. Go get any drink that you need. Water with lemon because this is about to get juicy. My very first toxic relationship, okay? Let's hope he's not listening. All right, so let me give you the setting. And first, let me tell you why I want to go over this. I think that many of us get into toxic relationships or toxic friendships and we see the red flags, but we ignore them. You understand? And so I want to, I kind of want to walk you through what this is. And I know that the Lord has put it on my heart tonight to deliver this for somebody that's in a toxic relationship and doesn't know whether or not they should stay. And my hope is that through my testimony and through my story tonight, you'll be able to decide whether or not you continue entertaining this relationship or it's time to exit. All right, I see everybody with their tea. Claro, Cuadras from Brazil. Oh, that's beautiful. All right, we got their tea cups. We got some wine from Molina. There we go. All right, here we go. So I was pursuing my master's in social work. Um, many of you may know I have my master's in management and policy in social work. And I, um, in social work, many of us, as we're in together, we learn about obviously the human mind, about psychopathology, and then we veer off. You know, some of us go clinical into clinical therapy work, and um, the other set goes into management and policy. So, mine, my passion was management and policy and administration. And so I went to Starbucks, I mean, who doesn't, and I see this guy and uh, we ended up being attracted to each other. And back in the day, like you really didn't, you know, ask for each other's handles and stuff like that. You just got straight to the point. So we um, exchanged numbers and, you know, I, I remember our very first date feeling this intense a, um, enchantment with me you see like nobody had ever really been enchanted with me in the way that he was like very obsessed with me very enchanted by me like he would say things like I just want to like eat your forehead like I just want to bite you um, just like not necessarily all the time weird but it really crossed the line and I didn't really know how to interpret that but I decided to interpret all of those things, the obsession with me, the wanting to be with me all of the time, the um, positive extreme name calling, like there wasn't one opportunity where I wasn't praised. And at that point, I really hadn't had a relationship where I was praised that much. And I think especially, you know, a couple of things were happening in my life at that point. I um, you know, was getting my master's in social work. And so for me, I was in this space of very much servitude, very much like a fixer, very much wanting to make sure that like, you know, I found, and I never said this to myself, but I found like a project, like I could fix anybody that came into my life. Like I could sort of like change them and make them understand in this like very passionate and caressing and, and like, um, just subtle and very like caring way, like not in a manipulative way. And that's really where I was. I was about 21 at the time, right? And so the relationship started very much, yes, love bombing, very much like that. And it really threw me for a loop because the second phase of the relationship, 
was very much focused on God. And so I want to take a second to talk about that. You know, I didn't grow up in the church. I grew up Catholic. And so, you know, we only went to church during a holiday. But when I went to college, I found God in a different way. And my faith really shifted. And I didn't, you know, want to belong to Catholicism. And I was baptized um, again and, um, you know, became a follower of Christ. And he had caught me in this period of my life where I was searching for belonging because when you're walking with Christ and you're walking with Christ and you're perceiving walking with Christ alone, give me an amen if you know what I'm talking about. I'm about to explain it. Like you ever have a relationship with God, but you don't have anybody around you that also has a relationship with God. So it feels super lonely and even though God intended it to be that way it kind of feels weird because there's nobody to talk about um with your about your relationship with God there's nobody really to do any of those things with and so this person in this toxic relationship caught me at that moment where I was sort of at a crossroads with my relationship with God and you know, he shared with me that he had a Bible study group, he was going to church, and he was very much um, admired in his church community. And so for me, I was attracted to that. And I was like, oh my God, like, that's amazing. I finally have a friend and somebody that I could confide in when it comes to church and God. And I want to stop right there and to say like this person that I'm talking about hopefully has healed and I have forgiven them and we've moved on and I don't wish this person any bad. I've prayed for this person like over a decade ago and I put it on a shelf. Okay. So anyways, as the relationship went on, there was a lot of enchantment on me in the sense that he was obsessed with me. Um, and, and I liked it. I'm going to be honest. I liked that somebody was finally giving me quote unquote this attention. And I didn't see the overwhelming amount of attention he was giving me as toxic. And now looking back, it was. So that's one red flag. Second red flag was that not second red flag, but it is sort of was that I saw him as somebody that could bring me back to God. I really felt like he could have he was the vessel that brought me back to making my relationship with God bigger. What I didn't realize was happening was that he would use scripture to judge me. Let me repeat that. He would use scripture to judge my journey and my lifestyle. And I'm not saying like I wasn't a bad person. I promise you like me like I yes, I would go out dancing once in a while, but like I wasn't like this like really bad, horrible person. And I don't really believe in using the Bible as a weapon to judge people, but that's what was happening in the relationship. And I stayed quiet because in my mind, I had perceived him as somebody that was like super intelligent, super honorable. And like, I needed to respect him and and have like regard for him. You know what I mean? And so that was the thing where like, even though, he did bring me back to having a community with God. He judged me a lot and utilized scripture and the Bible as a weapon to judge my lifestyle and judge the things I had. And it got to the point where I started losing myself, right? And I'll explain that in a second and what I mean by that. The third red flag was that he had a lot of unhealed trauma. So what ended up happening was 
that at some point I had gotten a job at the University of Delaware and I was in Jersey at the time and so I needed to move and he had brought up how I was basically living beyond my means and beyond what God wanted for my life. So if you've ever bought yourself something because you did something good, give me an amen because that's me. So I would get an A in graduate school. I was the first person in my family to go to graduate school. And so anytime that I would get an A or complete a research paper and stay up all night, I would go shopping because I felt like I deserved it or I would take myself out to dinner. And I had an extensive wardrobe and he basically told me that I was a bad person for having an overwhelming, in his eyes, an overwhelming amount of clothes, an overwhelming amount of stuff. And that like, if I truly wanted to be God's child and really live in his glory and really accept his blessings, I needed to strip myself of all of the materialistic things that existed here on earth and that were earthly that were seen as like earthly things and I'll never forget this one scripture that he brought up which was like you have to remember that like your true treasures are in heaven and I love that scripture and I know now I know what that scripture means but like back then I was like wow like I guess God does think I'm doing something wrong (laughs) he was hating (laughs) I love that M Sims 911 So Emson's 9-11 right now commented he was hating and he's actually right. And I'm going to tell you why. So you think about it this way. At that point, I get rid of my wardrobe. I get rid of all of my materialistic things that I feel are making me live outside the doors of my relationship with God. He still love bombing me, right? It's like such a toxic mixture. Like one day he's obsessed with me and the next day he's judging me. It was on and off and I was so confused. But in my mind, I was like, as a social worker, I was like, it's okay. He's going to be okay. I can fix this. And so then I get the call that I have to go to Delaware. And he tells me that if me moving to Delaware is reminding him of his own mom leaving him. And I think that a small part of him really thought I was going to stay. And I almost did, to be honest with you, because Delaware at the time was actually the only offer I got when I graduated. And so I needed to decide whether or not I stayed in Jersey at my same job or I left to a new venture. And it was difficult, right? Because I had no idea. I've never lived in Delaware. I had never you know, just like lived out of the state of my parents. Like there, it was a big thing for me. And him telling me that my moving to Delaware resurfaced his trauma from his mom leaving him when he was young really hurt me. Like I felt like I was doing something wrong. And I remember that that being the third red flag in the relationship where I was like, why do I feel so guilty for doing something so good. Like, have you ever been in a relationship where like, you know, you're not a bad person. Like, you know, you're not that mean, you know, you're not a crappy individual, but like your partner makes you feel like you are. Do give me like a heart emoji if you've ever been in that situation. Cause like it felt so awkward and I leave to Delaware The summer that I leave to Delaware, he proposes. And guess what I said? I said yes. And I said yes 
because I felt like I could still fix him and that I would lose him in the middle of his healing. Like who am I to abandon him in the middle of his healing from his mom leaving him many decades ago, which he should have dealt with, right? But anyways, so now we're engaged. And what I want to share at this point is that there was a lot of jealousy that began in the relationship because now I was in Delaware. Now I was out of his sight. And, you know, I have a very, um, at the time, let me back up. I've always had a very strong personality, but at the time my personality became a little bit more submissive and quiet. You see, you know that person that like walks in the room and is like such a light and is like yelling like they have arrived and like the party has arrived? That's me. <laughs> and if we ever meet, that will always be me. That's the genuine me. When I dated this individual, that stopped. You see, and that was the other red flag because he was very um not social and so we would walk into a room together and I would be the loud one and he would just tell me like I just am I'm uncomfortable with a lot of people I don't want to be here and I would then become uncomfortable because I was rushing to make him comfortable right like it was such an awkward thing and so anyways we get engaged I'm in Delaware a lot of the jealousy starts to arise we're going on to like the fourth red flag at this point. And I had this thought where I looked down at my hand and I'm looking at the ring and I'm saying to myself, I literally just committed to getting married to somebody that judges me, that confuses me that doesn't know me, that tries to control me, that made me throw out a lot of the things that I loved and cherished, that made me feel guilty about moving, that doesn't inspire me, that doesn't take care of me, that doesn't support my dreams and aspirations. And then I had this overwhelming thought in that moment, which was that I had diminished myself so small just to make this person, this toxic person, big. Hey mama, if you're interested in a life coach or getting your freaking life back and figuring out who you are at your core, if you're ready to learn how to create some boundaries from all these toxic people and you just need to create some distance or completely disconnect from them and you're ready to live your life to the fullest, then head over to my website and apply for us to work together to my private one-on-one -on -one coaching program. I seriously cannot wait to hear from you. I can't wait to hear from you because at the end of the day, it's these experiences, these testimonies that really elevate and uplift each other in our community. And if you're looking for some dope freebies, also head over to my website at KarinaFDays.com and download the freebies there on webinars, how to start a podcast. I give you my top 10 tips and even a self audit to actually analyze where you are in your life and if you've lost yourself. Te quiero mucho, chica. Hope to hear from you soon.
And I forgot who I was. I forgot that I had just gotten my master's. My partner, and no shame on him, but like I had just finished my master's. I had three jobs. I had done a big move. I had my own apartment since um, I was nine. No, I was 20. Yeah, 20 or 21 when I had my own apartment. This person didn't have their own place. Didn't have, I didn't even ask about their finances. Come to find out uh, through this like period that they didn't really have much, um, which is fine, right? But like not fine. Um, You know, wasn't in school the way I was and didn't have the ambition and then had the audacity to get fired. (laughs) I know it sounds weird, right? So then he gets fired from his job. He's going to therapy. All these things are happening. And I said to myself, you just want to get married, but you actually don't know what love is. Like this relationship is not love. This toxic relationship that you're in is not love. You're making it seem like love. You're trying to assign it to be love. You want this to work. You want this to feel good because of the time that you've put in, because of the the, the longevity of it. You want it to work so bad that you're willing to say yes and spend the rest of your life in a toxic ass relationship just so you can say you're married and you're not alone that's not love okay that is not love at all that is a big confusion cluster fudge of a ball okay (laughs) so let me tell you what broke the camel's back What ended up happening was that I started to realize that love is not enough. Love was not going to get us very far. What I needed in my relationship was to feel safe. I needed security. I needed independence to be myself. I needed transparency. I needed to feel good. I didn't need him to make me happy, but I needed to feel safe. I needed to still feel myself. And in this toxic relationship, I had lost myself. You see, I had gotten to the point where I wasn't enough, where I had forgotten all of the glory. I had forgotten that I made it this far. I had forgotten that I had gotten this first salary job. I had forgotten that I had just gotten a master's. I had forgotten all of the things that I had done without him. You see plenty of times, especially, you know, when we get into relationships, we forget the stuff that we did before we got into that relationship. I mean, come on now, we're kings and queens before that. And we forget, we lose ourselves and we start pinning our identity to these relationships. And that's not what God wants for you. Amen. And so I started to act less than in my relationship so that he could feel more than. I started to act less than in my relationship so my partner could feel more than. And I did everything that he asked me to do except not move to Delaware. Okay. I want to I want to let you know that the relationship didn't end well. It ended obviously. I've been married for 10 years now <laughs> and with somebody else. But what ended up happening was that I went back to his apartment to get ready for a friend's dinner. And he had been in therapy for some time. 
and you had already felt like the relationship was rocky and the only reason why the relationship started to get rocky is because I started to speak up, right? And so we're in his apartment and, um, you know, it doesn't seem right. And he's in the bathroom with the door open, like doing something in the mirror. And um, I went to put my hand on his back to ask him if he was okay. And um, he went off. He was triggered by my touch. He flipped out um, and threw me in the kitchen. And um, I fell over a small table that had a boom box. And um, I got up and I said, this has never happened to me before, but I know it's not supposed to happen. So I'm going to leave and I'm going to call the cops and um, I'll see you. And I left and I did what I needed to do. And I went back to Delaware and I asked God to get me the heck out of that situation. And he did. And I ended up coming back to New Jersey, making $15 an hour working 30, 40 hours a week. I lost my salary job. I lost my benefits. I lost living in my own apartment. And uh, for somebody that has migrated to this country to work so hard, to make it so far, to lose all of that, it didn't feel good. I felt defeated. I felt confused. I felt like How could you allow somebody to do that in your life? Why would you do that to yourself? But I knew that God was doing something and I needed to trust. And so what I want to share with you tonight before we end this episode is that I learned a couple of things. (laughs) Yes, somebody wrote you felt like you were going backwards. That's how toxic relationships feel. You feel like you're going backwards. Thanks, Lucy. These are the four things I learned from that toxic relationship. Numero uno, that relationships should not overconsume you, okay? Your relationship should not be your everything, okay? Because if they are your everything, then there is absolutely nothing left for you. You understand? Numero dos, you should be able to recognize yourself in your relationship. If you don't know who you are in your relationship anymore, there's a problem. Numero tres, trust your instinct. You know whether or not this relationship is for you, but you out here waiting for somebody to to affirm it. You out here getting your friend's advice, your cousin's advice, your mama's advice, and everybody's telling you the same thing, but you're too scared to make that decision, whether you're too scared to be alone, whether you're too scared to start over, whether you feel like you've just invested too much time, Whatever the case is, you need to trust your instinct. Because I'll tell you one thing, brother and sisters, you've known a long time ago that this relationship was over. You've known a very long time ago that this relationship was toxic. You know. You just have to decide. And the last lesson that I learned being in a toxic relationship was that it wasn't a waste of time. Let me say that again. Being in a toxic relationship, no matter what happened to me, was not a waste of time. 
those things had to happen sequentially for me to arrive to the blessing that I have today, to the man that I decided to marry today. It wouldn't have happened if it didn't go down like that. Did it hurt? Absolutely. Did I lose? Absolutely. But let me tell you something. I gained a freaking lot. I gained clarity. I gained discernment. I gained the fact that ain't nobody going to mess with me again because I know who I am. And I also gained clarity on what it feels like to lose yourself because I really hadn't at that point. And I knew what it felt like. And so it actually ended up happening again in my marriage, which I talk about on another podcast when I, um, the episode is called Boundaries with My Husband. And um, I started to recognize what losing yourself feels like. And I really do believe that that toxic relationship taught me a lot. And it wasn't a waste of time at all. Okay. Listen, if you have any questions, put them in the chat. This has been an amazing live. I want you to know that relationships are difficult. Friendships, relationships with your parents, relationships with your family, relationships with your lovers, they're difficult. But I want you to understand that you have to trust yourself. You have to trust yourself a lot more in these situations. Because like I said, you knew a long time ago. You've known a long time ago what you needed to do. Okay? All right, let me pray for you. Can I pray for you? I'm going to pray for you anyways. <laughs> All right. Father God, I thank you so much for the work that you do in our lives. I thank you so much for everything that you are. I thank you so much that you don't judge us, Lord. There are so many people on this earth that utilize scripture as a weapon to judge us. And scripture wasn't meant to judge us. Scripture was meant to teach us, Lord. And so I ask that anybody on this call, anybody on this live, anybody that listens to this podcast in the future, if they've ever been judged by the word of God, I ask that you forgive in their heart. I ask that they just forgive because that wasn't meant to happen to them. They weren't meant to be judged. That's not how your word is meant to be used. Our only job is to mirror you and to love people like you. That's it. We're not meant to judge people's decisions. We're not meant to control each other. We're not meant to do any of that. We're just simply meant to love. Love is simple. Love is simple. Love allows us to be independent. Love allows us to surrender. Love allows us to be ourselves. Jesus, we thank you. I ask that anything that is on our hearts that we need to repent and ask for forgiveness that everybody by the sound of my voice can do it now and ask for forgiveness so that they can move on and receive the very blessings that the kingdom has ready for us. Lord, I ask that you provide an unwavering amount of discernment on anybody listening to the sound of my voice tonight. Allow it to enter their house, their windows Father God, their homes, their apartments, their cars, their jobs, wherever they are listening to this, allow an unwavering amount of discernment to untether their hearts. Allow them to become unraveled and feel the presence of God giving them clarity on what to do with this relationship. Because Lord, they've been confused. They don't know what to do. There are kids involved. It makes them feel like they have to stay because there's kids involved. What will their parents say if they leave their partners? What will their family say, Jesus? The only thing that matters is that you will love them no matter what decision they make because they're going to make it for themselves. They're going to make it because it's right. Jesus, there is no wrong decision. There is just the right one that we make at that time. 
and we keep it moving. It's not like we can't make more decisions, right? I know. (laughs) We're all scared to make so many decisions because we act like it's the last one that we got to make, but it ain't true. There's so many more. There's so much more that God wants to do with us in our hearts. Give us peace when we make these decisions. Give us clarity and give us peace. Allow us to know that we are amazing children of God. If you agree with me and you hear the sound of my voice, say amen. Amen. All right. Thank you so much. (laughs) Listen, if you are at the point in your life where you feel lost and you feel like through your relationship, you've really lost who you are and who you felt God is calling you to be. And you want your life back. You're ready. You are ready to get your freaking life back. If that's you, book a sales call with me in the link in my bio, okay? I want to help you resurrect the side of you that is meant to thrive. I want to help you become who God wants you to be. You're not meant to be where you are now. If it doesn't feel good, that means it ain't good, okay? You know where you're supposed to be. And it ain't in this situation. You understand? All right, listen. Also, feel free to share this podcast con todos tus amigos. Okay, subscribe to it. Um, You can follow me, obviously, here on Instagram. I'm on TikTok, girl, at Karina F. Daves. You can go to my website, KarinaFDaves.com. Make sure you sign up for my newsletter. They're super juicy. Today I talked about, no, this week I talked about my Kmart boombox. If you had a boombox, if you are a boombox kid, let me see. I don't know if they have an emoji stereo, (laughs) a stereo emoji. But tell me because I felt alone. Anyways, listen. I love you con todo mi corazón. If you have a question, if you need to let something off your chest, send me a DM. I'll get to you, I promise. I'm booked out with sales calls till February. However, I just had to cancel on somebody because I don't work with men or couples. Um, November 7th, I believe, is open. So first first come, first serve. (laughs) All right. I love you guys. Te adoro con todo mi corazón. My name is Karina F. Daves. I'm a life coach and the podcast host of One Day at a Time. Have an awesome night. Ciao.